Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome Burger Yippee, would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. <laughs> All right, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast, prime time podcasting at its finest today. Special guest, Rod Strickland, Strictly Strickland, the icon from the NBA, talking all things NBA, talking all things finals, is joining us on the show in prime time. Plus, me and G Moody will be discussing the Miss America pageant 2.0 that will no longer be. A swimsuit contest. Hopefully they'll anoint a spelling bee into the contest. Kim Kardashian got a drug dealer out of prison. And so much more as me and G. Moody get down and dirty in prime time. Plus special guest, motherfucking Rod Strickland. You're going to hear me stutter. You're going to hear me stammer. Because I could not believe... Then I got to speak to Rod Strickland about all things finals, Kyrie Irving, the New York Knicks, and a whole bunch of NBA shit. Miles, Jordan, let me get something funky. All right, here we are in prime time. Primetime podcasting, 15 rounds, rocking with the best. My name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo. Here with G. Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. The show. Pre-game podcast for the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Game three is coming up. Uh, as you can remember, as you recall, historically, last year I made my way out to Cleveland for game three. Couldn't make the trip this year. That's when I uh, infamously... And iconically brought the broom right into the heart, soul, and guts. Huh. It's fucking beautiful. Right into the guts of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, do you want to make a prediction for game three really quick, Mr. Moody? Uh, Cleveland wins. LeBron, of course, is in the upper 40s in point production. Uh, assists will be double figures. And uh, we just need those guys to make maybe a couple of shots to make 10, 10 points, 8 points. And LeBron will get some help, and he'll pull out game three. And, of course, he'll win game four, and they'll win game five. Oh, okay. So they're going to win three in a row. Yes, like they did before. Okay. Um, great. Um, that's not going to happen. Uh, you said that before, too. Yeah, and you said, that you, and you said a whole bunch of predictions that haven't come true. 
Hey, you too. No, I haven't made any. I just predicted the other day that Kim Kardashian would get the woman out of jail. She got her out of jail. Oh, yeah, she got she got him out. Right, because she went in there scantily clad. Of course, they uh, they let him out. Uh, it's a her. Alice Johnson, oh. she got her out of prison. I predicted that. Uh, and listen, at first I was like, you know, uh, Trump is doing this to leverage. The other day he bragged about having a uh, friendship with Kim and Kanye, how that was getting uh, black votes uh, yeah. and, and getting him popularity amongst the back black community. Uh, this woman was obviously put in jail uh, uh, for, for way more years than I think is uh, necessary. And uh, listen, congratulations to Kim Kardashian. Congratulations uh, to Alice Johnson, 63 years old. She's been in jail for over 20 years. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, she did the crime. She did the time, but enough is enough. She shouldn't be in the, yeah. prison for the rest of her life. They, they let people who rape uh, uh, women and, and, and molest children out of, out of jail. Right. That's a fact. But, so uh, yes, they could ridicule uh, uh, her all they want. And Trump, one way or another, this woman's getting out of prison. So, so do you uh, do you give Trump any any credit for uh, granting clemency, or are you just going to ignore that? No, I just I just did. Are you not listening? I didn't hear you say anything about Trump. I, heard I, you I say just about did. Kardashian. I said they they get him out. Oh, okay, good. Are so? Are you? Did you vote yesterday? Uh, oh well, you're not a you're not a California resident, correctly. Yeah, uh, of course not. But when the the New York uh, uh, stuff comes up, when the the uh, the pre uh, like the elections in California uh, uh, happened yesterday. When they happened in New York, are you voting across the board of Republican now? Uh, I kind of lead towards conservative viewpoints as as I've gotten older. So I have to see the uh, the ballots and who's on the uh, vote and how will it affect my Bronx community. Um, the Miss America pageant has revamped the contest. After uh, it's been in, it, you know, hundreds of years, a hundred years, I think a hundred years, Miss America, close to a hundred years. We don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. Um, they have removed the swimsuit competition. Now, listen, Damn. I, I've never I've never been uh, like a fan of these shows. I find them boring. But, you know, over the years, obviously, you peek in, you see the highlights Um in my opinion, this is one of the most snowflakey of snowflakiest things you could possibly do. Um, these pageant women, they know what it is. Uh, they have contests, uh, personality contests. They have talent contests. You know, if you want to see talent, you could always turn to the Miss America pageant. You could see a woman play the flute and hula hoop at the same time. I mean, who doesn't want to watch a pageant? where you see a woman play the flute and hula hoop at the same time. They have the personality contest, of course. You know, they'll always go on there and say they're, uh, what they want to do for the community and the world. Uh, although uh, there's never been a Miss America uh, winner who's won a Pulitzer Prize, and now they are removing the swimsuit contest uh, because they don't want it to be uh, about people who uh, are getting judged uh, on the outside about their looks. Right. So so I'm going to do what I'm going to do is is I'm going to uh quit acting, quit podcasting and I want to become a male model. Because if this is going to happen for the Miss America pageant, I feel like me as a male model should not be a problem. And Moody, you should you should do that too. <laughs> right. What well, well, I'm and and what I want to be an underwear model. Judge. Like what are we judging them on now? Like uh, it's a beauty beauty pageant, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if you take out the swimsuit competition, then what are you being judged on? I, I don't How know, you- but I feel like uh, the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Uh, we are going to shut this down, and I feel like I have a, a burgeoning, big money career as a as a male model. Uh, yeah. Preferably just underwear. I think that if 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 it's offensive to have the Miss America pageant and and these women who worked their whole life, um, and, and it's part of the pageant historically. Um, they're not getting their arm twisted. These women choose to do it. Um, I see no reason why I should not have a lucrative career um, modeling swimsuits and uh, underwear. Like a Calvin, yeah. I want to be a Calvin Klein model. Actually, that's what I want to do. 
Yeah, there's no more standards like this. You don't have to look a certain way, right? If no. they're taking that away. No, so. it's about the it's about the underwear and it's about it's about the essence of the person. So what better person to sell male uh, 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 boxers and and tidy whities and boxer briefs than me and G Moody? Uh, who, who cares what I look like? Yeah. Who's coming up with this shit? And why are they okaying it? Just It's been going on for 97 years. Nobody's had a problem with the pageant. All of a sudden, we're not doing this. We're going to take that away. Then, then don't have the fucking pageant. And no one watches this shit anyway, but really Word. nobody's going to watch it now. I mean, listen, they were, we're, these are like participation trophies. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you could be a fat animal, okay, uh, and you're going to be Miss America? Listen, cut the shit. Yeah. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I, again, I'm not one of these people who really cares about the Miss America pageant. They're never my type of uh, a women. But but that's what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay? That is what it is. When you, when you turn on the Victoria's Secret runway show every year, you, you're not turning on the Victoria's Secret one rate, runway show to look at the, the costumes. You're looking yeah. to look at the chicks, and that's okay. Just like when women want to find, when they want to watch football, they want to watch basketball, or they want to watch uh, Justin Timberlake, they're not doing it just to sit there because he's the greatest singer of all time. They find him attractive, and that's okay. Yeah. No doubt. That's fine. They, they want to make, they want to try to like take, this shit is crazy. Uh, you know what else is crazy? <laughs> What's up? This past weekend in in uh, in um, Wyoming, they had the first ever in a long, long time bare knuckle boxing matches. People lined up in droves, pay per view event, bare knuckle fighting. These guys were fighting with no gloves, not no boxing gloves, not no UFC gloves, and it was brutal. I watched the highlights. People were getting their fucking heads. I mean, whether you won or lost, you walk away. You walked away bloodied up. Oh, I thought you would like that since you know nah. you're a big fan of MMA. No, no, I thought no, you would no, like no. human cockfighting. No, 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 no. This was this was vicious. Did you see any of the highlights of this? I, I, you know, I don't watch shit like that. I like the sweet science. I like boxing. I don't like guys getting knuckled up. Oh, uh, that's just savagery. That's what that is. Well, we're in the minority because there was lines outside the door. It was a big hit on uh, pay-per-view, and they sold out, and 2,000 fans, and it was jam-packed. It was a small arena, um, and, and a lot of states won't sanction it, but Wyoming, the same place where Kanye West held his listening party for his record last week, um, that's the hot, the new hot spot. They oh. were bout it, bout it, and uh, guys like Tony Lopez and Joey Beltran knocked the shit out of each other uh, uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Girls fought, um, and it was, it, it was, it was. It, I'm not with all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not with all this. That's some caveman shit, man. Just bring that shit back to the caves. Have the have the bouts in the cave, cause cause you lowering human decency fighting what with knuckles and these are not real fighters so all you're seeing is two people just knocking their heads off yo you can't watch that in the street i can't even watch motherfuckers fight in the street after a while because it gets so bloody and you see motherfuckers get hit in the hit in the face and you just got to turn away so who would watch that these are bloodthirsty animals that's watching that shit speaking of wyoming uh kanye west oh god every fucking every day with this guy He's releasing another album, the Kanye West Kid Cudi record. Oh yeah, I heard Kanye West and Kid Cudi. That's coming out. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> another it's, an, it's another uh, record from the, from this guy. I, I wonder is anybody listening to the Kanye West record uh, since the big splash it made uh, last uh, Friday? Yeah, how's the sales on that? How's it how's it doing in the first week of its release? Well, you know they don't go by sales; they go by downloads. So the, the 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 first few days, of course, it was it was high because it was all right. the hype and hysteria on it. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I don't care about the sales or any of that stuff. I, I care about the the instant classics of it all. When when people yes. listen to it one time on their phone and like it's an instant classic. Right, right. It's crazy, man. But I mean, I heard I heard some of it, and yo. 
This shit is out, out of our pockets, out of our, our wheelhouse. I can't judge that shit because I'm listening. I'm looking for like funky beats, turntable wizardry. I'm looking for all that. And I don't hear that. So this is not for me. It's not. It's, our time is past. I can't judge it. This shit is for my daughter and teenagers and shit like that. I like my black thought shit. That's my lane. And I stay there. Um, in New York City, we this usually is a guy. I'm not going to call this woman a sick fuck because obviously if you're doing this, uh, you, you got to be whacked out of your tree uh, mentally, emotionally, and probably on some of that Brownsville K2. Uh, a uh-huh. woman was in right in front of one police plaza. And if you're not from New York City, that's like the hub of everything that has to do with the police department in Manhattan um, and, you know, a microcosm of, of uh, the world because it's right downtown. Obviously, they were close to World Trade Center. A woman was down there, butt-ass naked, uh, hitting cars with a stick. Uh, they locked her up. Uh, she, she was arrested injury-free. Um, you know, they, they didn't beat her up or anything like that. I believe it was a white woman. Um, as they should, anybody who's naked in the streets in one police plaza, you have to be out of your fucking tree. <laughs> um, there was no one injured. She was throwing and hitting cars with sticks. Uh, but you, 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 my, my rule of thumb is, is that if I see somebody, male or woman, naked in the streets, I walk the other way. Oh, hell yeah. I'm yeah. not comfortable because I feel like that person is, is a, a danger to themselves and anyone around them. I'm not... Uh, tackling anybody naked. I'm not going near anybody naked. I'll have to leave that to the good Samaritans and the people with heroic hearts. <laughs> oh, and and speaking of nakedness, did you hear about the sex robots now? The doctors are warning that the use of these sex bots could uh, inf- uh, result in sexually transmitted infections. They call them STIs now and impotence and normalized sexual deviancy. Because the robots are hot now. You know, cats are scooping them up, 15000 a pop. The, the higher uh, fee you go, the more lifelike. So these women are now asking you what you want to eat, oh, and they're robots. Shit. And you're catching, you're catching a, an STD from the robot? People are getting burnt from the robots. Right, it's too hot and all that. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy, man. You could catch a, uh, that gonorrhea, that yeah. syphilis, that drip. That drip dick from fucking with a robot. Yeah, they wilding out. People got them on dates and everything now. Yo, it's, it's and they get more lifelike as uh, technology gets better. So you're going to see these motherfuckers driving with these motherfuckers. Watch. Um, homeboy in New York City who uh, was ordered out of his parents' home by a judge. He, uh, uh, this was, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's been all over the news. This guy's got a beard and long hair. Um... And he's been living off his parents. They evicted him from their crib. Like, yo, you 30? You, you all yeah. up on the TV and all that shit? We, we, we're kicking you out of the crib. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody offered him a job um, at Villa Italian Kitchen in New York City. Uh, he, he, his parents offered him $1,100 to get him out. They offered him a, a job uh, uh, for $1,101. A salute to Villa Italian Kitchen. Yo, money, get a fucking job, Duke. You're 30 years old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, damn. You're like 30 I said, years I see- old, man. You can get the fuck out. You got evicted from your parents' crib. Get a life. Yeah. I mean, if you have to beg the guy, uh, I don't know. Just drag him out and, and let him go fend for himself. Yeah, this guy's going to wind up getting a reality show or something like that. Mark yeah. my words. Oh, yeah, he's going to get some paper. He, he, he will he, get it. He, he's going to wind up. And apparently, uh, he, he's got a lot of female fans. Women are reaching out to him and giving him things for free. I, I don't know why. He looks like shit. He needs an astringent. He's got oily skin and long hair and a beard, a dusty-ass beard. But apparently, women are reaching out and, and giving him money. Yeah. Hey, those are desperate women. They want him. <laughs> this, this is the world we live in now. You could be 30 years old. And a self-anointed, lazy piece of shit. You could get in the news from social media and, and women will throw themselves and throw their money at you not knowing anything about you. Yeah. Where your own parents don't want anything to do with you, but, but some crazy, crazy people will give you their money uh, uh, sight unseen. 
Yeah. Yeah. You could be in jail. The women are going to send you kites. We've been talking about this endlessly for going on now a year. Uh, the the friendly skies are are no longer that. They are the unfriendly skies. A dog, another dog died in the hands of Delta Airlines. A man's eight-year-old dog, dog's name was Holly Hondro, uh, died on a layover. The flight was from Phoenix to Newark, New Jersey. Him and his girlfriend were relocating. I don't know what happened. The, the, the incident is being uh, uh, investigated. But little Alejandro, a Pomerian dog, cute dog, was picked up while on an overlay and had died. Uh, yo, I, I would never put my dog uh, underneath the plane. I used to oh. do it, but, but I feel like something is amiss. Imagine you 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 have your dog on the plane, little Alejandro. Uh, uh, you're going from Phoenix to Jersey, and you get there, and God forbid your dog dies. Delta Airlines, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, I, that's a risk to put him in the cargo. You 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 roll the dice with that. I bring him on a plane. I wouldn't. I would, if you care so much about your dog and it's a family member, that's what people call them. They don't call them dogs. Why would you put the family member under the fucking plane? So you have to have some culpability and responsibility for the death of that dog. Um, another thing with the unfriendly skies, a, a person, a passenger, flew from Dallas-Fort Worth to Florida. They had a regular bag, a regular suitcase. They got off the plane. They got their bag. Uh, um, at the, uh, the baggage claim, their bag, for some reason, just a normal-sized regular bag, was shredded. The bag was shredded. Uh, a lot of the uh, belongings inside were shredded. Oh, man. American Airlines. It wasn't like someone did it with a knife. Like It, it must have got caught up in a machine. American Airlines uh, you know, is, is investigating. 50% of her belongings were gone. The bag was like, it looked like it went through like the back of a garbage disposal. Oh. Oh, oh American Airlines, they're going to do right. You go to baggage service after you get off ba- you know, baggage claim. They'll make right. Just embellish what you had in there so you could get triple Shit. Yeah, I had Say you Gucci, had... <laughs> I had Louboutins. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I had two Walkman and an <laughs> yep. iPhone. Uh, finally, I wanted to hear your opinion on this, uh, Mr. Moody. Jubilant Christian Baker. This has been all over the news. He refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple saying it was against his Christian beliefs. This went all the way up. All the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court sided with him saying it was okay for him to do that. There was no discrimination. Yep. Although uh, uh, discriminating against customers based on their race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation is supposed to be not okay, this fucking guy got off the hook and went all the way. I don't even know how. I mean, it's so hard to get a case seen by the Supreme Court. Uh, these two, These two people, I feel bad for them. I, I don't see how this is okay. He makes wedding cakes for everybody, he, but he refused to do that uh, for these two people, these two men uh, who were legally and proudly uh, married. Uh, Mr. Moody, uh, you're conservative. Uh, your conservative views are a little bit of a hodgepodge of things, but I would love to hear what you have to say about this case. Oh, gladly. Um, the baker, in this case, can do whatever he wants. He can choose not to serve based on, I think, a new law, uh, religious preference, right? Something like that. This is why he was, he was seen as not breaking the law. And, um, and for the people there, why don't you just go to another baker that will serve you? That's all you got to do. If, if, just like with, uh, in the 60s when they wouldn't serve black people, I always thought, well, fuck them. Make your own restaurant. Why yeah. cry and say this and that? Fuck them. If they don't, if they don't, somebody else will. Somebody yeah, else was, will bake the about, cake. It was about the point. It's about the point. And I guess they were, uh, uh, they learned, uh, especially in the uh, the state of uh, Colorado, uh, that you could get away with that type of shit. I think it's fucked up. I think that gay people are persecuted and, and treated like shit and, and teased and tormented so much. They're legally I, I, married. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I and, think you're right. And I think it's, I think it's some bullshit. But yo... The legal system, you know, is the legal system. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, money's business uh, will either continue to, to thrive or, or not do well. I know, you know, it's Colorado. I think if he was in like San Francisco or he was in New York or in California and Los Angeles, his business would probably get shut down. But I, I don't know the workings of Colorado. I know you could get a lot of weed out there. Uh, it, it's uh, it's like drinking a Snapple. Oh, but rap, remember, yo, the Supreme Court weighed this. And he didn't violate. So if a pet, if they want to have, if motherfucker want to make a pedophile cake, and I'm the owner, and I'm like, yo, I'm not doing that. You want some little boy shit on the cake? Nah, I'm not doing that. Yo, that's their preference. And your preference as a customer is to go somewhere fucking else that, because somebody else will do it. So you went to the court to see if it was illegal, and the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, said the business owner has a right to do that. Based on a new law. All right. Listen. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast in prime time. As I told you, the great Rod Strickland is joining us. Talking all things NBA. Talking finals. Talking hand checking. Talking about being covered by Michael Jordan and Joe Dumars. Breaking down what's really good in Boston. Should Boston get rid of Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving is Rod Strickland's godson. I love this dude. One of my favorite basketball players ever. Coming up next on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast from the Boogie Down Bronx, Rod Strickland. All right. One of my favorite basketball players ever. A lot of people's favorite basketball player. Uh, Original and the godfather of one of the best basketball players in the NBA now. The man needs no introduction from New York City, from the Boogie Down Bronx. Rod Strictly Strickland. I appreciate (laughs) you rocking with me, my man. Man, man, a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Mike. Come on, man. Yo, Rod, you bug me out. I'm going to start stuttering and stammering because now I feel like (laughs) a little kid watching you at the wheelchair classic Busting man. people's ass, man. Like, I'm bugging that man. I'm talking to you, man. I've seen you over the years, and we're cool. But now, like, I, when I get to talk to you about hoops, I trip out. No, it's all, man. It's all good. All love, man. You you bring up the wheelchair classic. Boy, you taking me back. Those were the basketball days there. That was the good old New York days when when uh, the, the yeah. New York City point gods were, were in control of everything, man. We're in full effect. Um. All right, let's get to this, man. We're we're in the midst of the finals. What is your take on the series? Let me first question is this. Is there a chance in hell? You know, I feel like I feel like with LeBron, it's like Tom Brady. It's like no one would have thought he'd have came back from 28 to 3. But is there a chance, any way, that Cleveland and LeBron James could come back from from where they are in the series? Uh yeah, I think it's a chance if KD, Steph, and and uh Clay get hurt, then they <laughs> They may be able to come back. But other than that, it's tough, man. I mean, Golden State just got all the goods, you know. Basically, they got two of the greatest shooters or that we've probably seen or, or, you know, two of the top ones. And then you got KD, who's like a seven-foot mismatch. Right. You know, I mean, he's basically a he's basically a point guard. You know, he does things point guards could do at seven feet tall. And LeBron just doesn't have enough. And he's been great. Yeah, he's been uh, ridiculous. It, it, yeah, he's been ridiculous. Like, and and I've I've been one of those guys. You know, I'm old school, so I'm all MJ. Uh, but I've had to look at LeBron differently after this year, especially after these playoffs, because his basketball mind, you know, along with his physical stature and his athleticism, uh, now I mean, basically, when he shoots the ball, you think it's going in. Right. You know, he's changed his whole game. You know, from the three point line, when he shoots the ball. You know, I feel like that's Steph <laughs> a little bit. I there. agree. Like it's going in. I agree. Now he has, the, yeah, and he has these little touch shots in the lane. You know, he has the fadeaway. He's posting up. So if you just think about the, the the transformation of LeBron, it's been incredible to watch him, especially this year, because it seems like everything has come together. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, uh, I feel like you know his his physical uh, talent. You know, he may not have the the, the super-duper bounce that he had, uh, you know, mm-hmm. five years ago, but he still has m- more than most people, and he just seems so relaxed. And and and, the, and And that thing that you just said, like, when he shoots the ball, you, you think it's going in. And that's something yeah. that, like, 
when you're watching a player, you sort of earn that. You know what I mean? Yes. Correct? Yes, yes. And he's he's earned that, but you just see it. And, you know, like I watch KD. I don't know how old KD is, right? But I hear people, you know, make little comments about him. And, and it's funny to me because I look at LeBron and I say, you know, three, four years from now, you may be thinking of KD in a different way, you know, because these guys grow and mature. Like LeBron's growth is crazy. And we all know, I mean, he came into the league, he's a great player, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. But his dedication and what he's done with his game and for him to persevere through all the, you know, criticism and, you know, he's had some bumps along the way, but it's like now he seems like that guy, you know, he just doesn't, he just doesn't have enough. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. He He's ridiculous. Do you think one of the things that, that a lot of people ha- haven't talked about, and I'm talking about it because, uh, uh, you know, I think I'm smart, although I know, <laughs> I, I know you, you know, you guys that know the game and that played the game are way smarter, but you know, they made that big trade. You know, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas, uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. I don't know why that trade was made. You know, obviously mm-hmm. something was off with that team. Um, but but if he had just at least Dwayne Wade right, in these playoffs, just to play 20 minutes a night, you know he'd have some games where he'd get hot. You, you know he'd make right. shots. You know he has that temperament. He's chill, calm, right. cool, and collective. How much of an asset do you think – Wade would have been through these playoffs and through all the craziness and through the J.R. Smith uh, incident and all that stuff. And right. and why do you think they got rid of Wade for for pretty much nothing? Yeah, well, I, I don't think much would have changed. I mean, obviously they've gotten to the championship, so I mean, can't the only thing you can do above this is win the championship, which is going to be hard. And I don't think Dwayne Wade could have helped in that. You know, obviously he's a great player. He would have definitely helped, uh, brought some stability to them. Uh, but I just don't, I just think Golden State is, is, is just a better, they're just a better team. Just a better. And I forgot the second part of your question, but I think Golden State is just better. I don't think Dwayne Wade could have, uh, could have helped them. And, you know, even, uh, Isaiah Thomas and all those guys, like, I, I just think it's incredible that LeBron has been able to, and it's been LeBron and I'm sure the coaching staff as well. But he went from, you know, a whole group of players that obviously he wasn't in sync with. They got rid of him. He brings another group in. Now, he's not even totally in sync with this group. Right. And 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 the crazy part about LeBron, though, you kind of have two sides there, right? Because you have this great player who makes guys better, but then you have this great player who kind of scares guys. That, that's, you know what I mean? That's an interesting point. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's a dynamic, but, you know, it's almost like I, I remember a coach telling me every great player has some bullshit to them and you just have to deal with that. And mm. I believe that, that, you know, they're different. They think different. Uh, they do things different. They, they demand uh, uh, a lot. So they're different. And I think LeBron, and even when you look at the Cleveland team, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you this. Let's just talk about JR a little bit, right? That incident, right? Forget what happened. Let's talk about on the bench. If you watch that dynamic on the bench in that video, no one said anything. LeBron is basically going through, you know, his frustration. And, and let's be realistic. He has a right to be frustrated because I think LeBron thinks a legacy, whereas maybe other guys is thinking, you know, the moment. Mm-hmm. But LeBron has bigger things to try. So I think that frustration we saw in LeBron, that kind of was like, oh, man, I'm right close to joining y'all killing me. You know what I'm saying? Killing so me. So I think, yeah. But, but so Rod, think, though, what was he supposed to say? Like, you know, I break LeBron's balls, but like, yo, uh-huh. you guys are all pros. Like, you know, if when you're playing, if you make a bad pass, you don't need, mm-hmm. like, you might give a heads up, you might, you know, give an acknowledgement, but you 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 make a bad pass. You make, you miss a shot, you miss a free yeah. throw. You know, like, yeah. homeboy scored 51. He That was like a performance for the lifetime. What is mm-hmm. he going to say? Keep your head up? Yo, what? Right. You know, well, like. Well, I, w- I would say this, though, Mike. I, I think at that point in time, and I don't blame him for how he reacted, but I think at that point in time, if you look at that whole dynamic, nobody said anything to JR. Yeah. You know, the coaches were in the back. LeBron was over, kind of frustrated. Ty Lue was in his notebook or whatever. The other players were to the side. Like, at that point in time, it's a tied game. It's zero zero. Mm-hmm. You're going back to war. Mm-hmm. So if you're going back to war, you want everybody functioning 
on 100%. Mm-hmm. So to get JR back to 100%, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got to encourage him. Like, we got to basically say, all right, that's over with. But now, LeBron, you know, showed his frustration then, and he could show his frustration afterwards. But I think at that point in time, at that moment, you got to pick him up. You know what I mean? There's no other way. Because as you see, you know, after that, it was over with. If you look at that video and you see it, like, you know, there's no way they could have won that game. And I think if LeBron looks at that, I think he, if he had it back, he may deal with it differently. Now, I'm not blaming him, but I think he would deal with that differently. You, you said that uh, a coach told you, and you know this. I mean, you, you've been that great player, but you know, the, you, mm-hmm. you were a point guard when point guards were a little different. Obviously, the game has changed. You you were right. a, you were also a freak point guard. You bust people's ass, but you distribute. You know you you mm-hmm. had a balance. Did you ever right. play with with a guy that you said has that X factor that either brings out the best of people or scares the shit out of people? Like, would you say that you had a teammate uh, that you could equate that to? Whether whether it was high school, college, or or you, through your time in the pros? Well, I mean to be honest with you, I think it's all great players. You know, every every top. I don't know. You could say the top player or the top two player. You know, I think they all have that. You know, I had Kevin Garnett, uh, and he was great. Like, that's one of my favorites, you know. And he, you know, he's an emotional dude and every in, in all kinds of ways. But Kevin Garnett always made his teammates feel like they were, you know what I mean? Like, he always lifted them up. Now, I saw the situation with Baby, Big Baby, one time. So, you know what I mean? Like, it happens, you know. But I think you have the ability. It's like Russell Westbrook. You know, mm-hmm. I always watch him and I always say to myself, Russ, if he could hone it down just a little bit, because he's always turned up. Right. And I think I don't think like, for instance, the bigs letting him get rebounds, Russell Westbrook. That's a form of like intimidation. to me, Right. Because I feel <laughs> like if, if I'm a big like I play with Chris Dudley. Right. Everybody may not know about Chris Dudley. I, and I love the rebound. I went up to get a rebound. And I snatched it, stole it from Chris Dudley. And he told me, the next time, I'm going to knock you on your ass. The <laughs> next time you take a rebound from me. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, sometimes you have players like Russ who gets the triple-double and gets the rebound. But I think he kind of intimidates, right? I got you. And I don't think you can get everything from everybody that you need when they're kind of on their heels. You know what I mean? You got to make them comfortable. Like, I want you to get that rebound because that's your empowerment. Like you ain't getting the ball. I'm right. not giving you the ball, but Chris so many ain't times. getting no plays. Chris Chris Dudley wasn't getting you now no he was an option one, so, two, three, or four. You give it to the hot dog dude before you give it to Chris. Right. So his empowerment was I'm grabbing 10, 12 rebounds. Now if I take that away from him, you know what I mean? So, you know, I just think I think all the, the top players have that power and, and they gotta be careful with that. Which players in the NBA, obviously, you know, you have a relationship with Kyrie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, excluding Kyrie, like what, what guards do you like? If you're flipping the channels, like what, what players, guards, or just you know guys outside of the norm, like outside of the, you know, we don't need to mention LeBron and Steph, right. but like what are the like the second tier players that sometimes we forget about that you get excited to watch that you're like excited Man, that the I NBA tell has? You, I could tell you right offhand, I love Rajon Rondo. Mm. Like I'm a big Rondo fan. You know, they say he can't shoot. You know, he doesn't shoot the ball that well, but he's a crazy basketball mind. You know, he runs the team. You know, he's an asset all the time. And forget, you know, you could say he's had his issues with coaches, whatever. But sometimes I feel like he's intimidating because he's smart. Right. And he probably calls people out. You know what I'm saying? And keeps people on their toes. But I love watching Rondo because I love, you know, it's a different ball game now. We have all these scoring point cards, which is great. But to see like a technician, you know, Rondo's like yeah, a technician. Yeah. You know, he studies the game. He studies the opponents. If you can put some of Rondo and some of these young guys, you know, some of these uh, uh, AU kids and some of these young pros and college players, if you can put the way he studies, the, the way he dissects the game in them, or they would be special. Do you think, because like, again, I'm, I mentioned Kyrie, what is your take on the success, like they were sort of like the Rocky Balboas of the playoffs. You know, that was right. like the whole season. It's like uh, a Gordon went down and then Kyrie went down and you're like, all right, well, these guys are going to have a gallon effort. And then they make it all the way to game seven. 
What is your take? What's your inside scoop on Kyrie uh, uh, with the Celtics um, in terms of are they better off without Kyrie? W- w- like Kyrie coming back, does that stunt the the growth? The you because you know there's going to be growth to Terry Rozier. Right. Um, right. You know this dude, Jason Tatum's twenty. Jalen Brown's 21. What is your take yeah. on the Celtics and Kyrie? Because, uh, you know, then you have these people saying, well, maybe they should get rid of Kyrie. Uh, right. But, I mean, you can't get rid of a Kyrie. Ever. What, what is your Boston right. Celtics take? Right. Uh, so I don't have the inside scoop, but I will say when you have a Kyrie Irving, like, you know, people people are so, like, into the right now. So Boston played well. And, and let me say this, and I don't, I'm not being biased. I'm a homer for sure. That's my family. But – I, and I watched Boston during the year, but, you know, there was a lot of games. Kyrie, 18, you know, 16. And then when he felt it was time to do what he had to do, he did that. So I think he kind of helped the maturation of those younger players. And I think he let them rock. And I think that helped them to get to the point, you know, to get to the playoffs and be confident and be ready to play. But at the end of the day, to win a championship, you need all your guns. And right. Kyrie's a special, special talent. Kyrie's the guy. If, if 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 Kyrie's with that team in Boston and they're up two zero, yeah, uh, and going to Cleveland, Kyrie gets them a win in Cleveland. Right. You know what I mean? He's capable of single handedly give me the ball at the end of the game, and I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm gonna take y'all through this. Now Jason Tatum has been special. Rosier Brown and those guys are good, but you have a known commodity. Like you know, he's been there. He's done it. He's hit the clutch shots. You know what he can do. I don't think you trade that for anything. You I know? agree. Like, yeah, I, I remember playing, and my brother used to always be mad when a when a uh, when a team went and got a, another guard. And I used to always tell him, like, they got to prove it. You know, I've proven it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I've proven it over eighty-two games and over some years. So you know, these guys get those opportunities and they do well. But they still young, you know what I mean. Kyrie's a proven play, so you got it. You got it. You got to rock with that. Um, without sound, because you know it's like when older dudes talk about the past, mm-hmm. and you know it's like people, oh, you, you, you it's changed. The game's got to <laughs> yeah, change. Yeah, but, but one yeah. of the things that I was trying to explain, I'm not an expert, you know, but I know a little bit about basketball, and, I, and I'm a fan, and I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. But one of the mm-hmm. things that we see, we see it on Instagram, whether it's in the park, in the gyms, we see it in the pros. Uh, we see dudes getting shaken down to the floor, right. which which I think is cool, whatever. I don't think it's good for young people because I think no one likes to play defense to begin with. And then, you you know, you, you definitely don't want to be laughed out of a gym and humiliated. Right. But hand checking in the NBA, the, mm-hmm. the fact that you cannot touch the defender – First of all, I mm-hmm. think that's why guys are getting literally shaken to the floor because they have nothing to hold on to. How much of a difference, Rod, and, and be objective as you possibly can, how yeah. much of a difference and how much of a, a, an advantage does an offender like a James Harden or like a Kyrie or like a mm-hmm. Steph where, mm-hmm. or, or even like a LeBron where you literally, the defense can't, Push them, hedge them, lean on them, give them some some resistance going to the basket. Because if you put your hands on a player with the rules they are today, literally, I mean, the playoffs they let you do a little bit more, but even then they're going to call it. How much of a, a, a an advantage does the offender have that the defense literally is not supposed to touch them with their hands? Yeah, and and there's a difference. And those guys you mentioned back then, they still would have been players you know what i mean they still would be great yeah because they are they are talented skilled with the basketball and all that but it is a difference you know you watch james harden you watch him dribble the ball 15 times and you stand there and you you have separation and now he gets to just take that little one step back and shoot the ball you know rather than someone up in him and making him and forcing him to his right hand which is his weak hand and force him and keep him there because when you can put your hands uh, and your elbows on somebody, you can kind of guide them. Right. You know what I mean? In a different direction. And you can keep them over there. Now, if you try to keep somebody over there and he tried to cross back over and he bumps into you, that's going to be a foul. Mm-hmm. So so it's, an, it's, a, it's a disadvantage. And also, even going to the basket, like now, your momentum, like really, you kind of take away some skill. Because now guys can just run into somebody. 
and it's going to be a foul on the you know defender, I mean? right? It's going to on the defender. So you, I mean, well, we and like you said, I hate the we and back then, but I know when I went into the paint, you know, I got to charge Oakley, I got to run in his chest, but I got to create that contact because I got to get advantage. But I may not get the foul, right? So I got to follow through and finish my shot. You know, you watch a lot of guys now. And when they drive to the hole, they just looking to be fouled. Right. You know what I mean? Because they know they're going to get fouled. So it's just running to somebody and they don't even think about the finish. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely a, a, a disadvantage for the defense, uh, you know, with great ball handlers like uh, Steph. And, and then you got Steph with all that range. Right. Like if, if I got to guard Steph, I would want to pick Steph up full court all day and I would want to beat on Steph. You know what I mean? I You'd want to put your well. hands on him, your forearms on him. You'd want to just Everything. keep. When you Everything. were playing, Rod, who was like last time I talked to you? You mentioned Muggsy was a pain in the ass, but yeah. but who was a person when they'd put their hands on you defensively, where you were like, God damn, this motherfucker's strong. Like who was a person like that? Like just uh, physically was was a, was a hard defender to deal with. Derek Harper. Uh, uh Eric Snow. Uh, like as far as hands, just putting hands on you. And you know who else was good at it? And it was funny because uh, he used to he used to put his hands on you, guide you, and then he would follow you, and then he'll ask you every time, "Are you all right, Rod? You all right?" And that was Joe Dumas. <laughs> he was he was pretty strong, and when he got his body on you, you know that was a problem. So you know that's why I say back then you had to you had to use your skill. So I had to get away from those guys. So I didn't want them touching me. But if they touched me, then I was elbowing them. Right. You know what I mean? Because it was more physical. So I got a chance with Derek Harper. You know, he put his hands, one hand on me and swiped the ball with the other hand. Damn. And he did it once. And after that, I started shooting with the elbows. And I'll never forget, he was like, Rod, you know, watch the elbows. I said, well, you're going to have to get off of me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a big, big difference. Uh, it also wears the offense down. You know, they used to put Michael Jordan on me at the end of games, and he would get up in me and, and ride me, and that, that started weighing on you after a while, you know? So so there's, there's definitely a, a, a bigger advantage for the offensive player nowadays. Um, all right, my final question, Rod. The New York Knicks, obviously you're, you're born and raised in New York. You played yeah. for the Knicks. Uh, so I know there's always, you know, obviously you played in the NBA for, for, for a few different teams, but I know you have sentimental feelings for the Knicks. Absolutely. How do you feel about uh, David Fisdale and the state of the New York Knicks? Uh, I, I like Fisdale. You know, uh, he's from that Miami camp. I have so much respect for Pat Riley and all the guys on him because I know how he runs the ship. Uh, he runs a tight ship, uh, super professional, uh, you know, uh, big time discipline. So I know the Knicks will get that. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully we can get some free agents. At the bottom line is you got to be playing. So we have to be in a position where you have a coach. I think Scott Perry, uh, and, uh, having him come over now, I think he has a rapport and respect and relationships around the league. But you got you to entice players. We got to get New York back to being that landing spot. It's so funny to watch New York. You know, players not want to come to New York. I know, you know man. We used to, you know how that is. We used to, everybody wanted to come to New York. The only ones who didn't want to come to New York, you know, they were scared of the media. You know, they couldn't handle it. But then, you know, New York don't want those guys anyway. Right. But we were used to everybody wanting to come on that big stage and be in the garden with all the celebs and, you know, the, the whole aura of the city. And I think we got to get back to that. Uh, and hopefully these guys can do it. But, you know, I'm optimistic. We need New York back. I think we need Brooklyn Nets. I doing agree. Well. I would love to see it uh, at some point in time where those two, uh, like when you go to those games, it's that rivalry in New York City from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I would love to see that. That would be so dope. That's like the that old, you know. Time. I mean, when you when you used to go to Brooklyn to play games, I imagine like those were tense games out there, Soul in the Hole and all those yeah. games, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I only I, I can I can count on my finger on my hand how many times I went to Brooklyn to play. I wasn't a big Brooklyn person back then. They always came to Manhattan and you know Bronx or whatever. I didn't play many games over Brooklyn, but it has that feel because every time Brooklyn came over to us, it was almost a fight. So yeah, that kind of feel. We need that back. It would be dope. 
All right, Rod. Yeah. But last quick question. It's it's two yep. zero. What's your prediction? Uh, how many games will this series end in, uh, and and who will win? I'm a I'm gonna give Cleveland uh, a win. I'm gonna say LeBron is good enough to get them a W. Uh, you know, it could go six. I don't know. I, I would say five, but I feel like tonight this is the night. If they didn't, if they don't get it tonight, I think it's over with. Right. So I'm gonna give I'm 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 gonna give Cleveland a win tonight. I think LeBron. I think the the uh, the role players will play a lot better. You know, Corbin has to make some shots. You know, uh, they're talking about putting Rodney Hood, giving him some more minutes. So. You know, he's a long, lengthy guy. You know, maybe he can make some shots. But usually the role players play better at home. I'm sure they're going to have a lot more energy. The last game, they were terrible defensively. Uh, I mean, really bad. So I'm sure they, they, they've studied that, watched the film. And I, I see the effort being raised uh, tonight. And uh, then Gerald Smith, he's, he's mm. due. You know, he struggled. And, you know, even that second game, you could still see. And that's one thing I'm going to say. I hope Gerald, like, you know, he got to have that F, F you button. Right. Because after, you know, you saw what happened the first game, and then you see him the second game, he looked defeated, his demeanor, even talking to the media afterwards. Like, everybody messes up. Everybody's messed up. It happens. Now you got to move on. And I think this might be a game for him, you know, being at home, being comfortable. This might be that game that, that, that he has a big one and, and they can win. All right, Rod. Yo, I appreciate it, Rod. I, I, I really Always. And, Always. And, appreciate you. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you soon, and we'll, we'll be enjoying these games tonight. For sure. All right. So All right I'll talk to you soon, my man. All right. All right. All right. I want to thank our guest, Rod Strickland, Strictly Strick, for rocking with us on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, Moody just said Yo. that he predicts that the Cavaliers will win the next three games. Uh, we shall see. We will be. We will be back. Of course, uh, can't stop, won't stop. Fifteen rounds of podcasting. We give it as good as we take it. Thank you once again, Rod Strickland, Miles Jordan. Take us out of here with a banger for this primetime podcast extravaganza.